You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. Three, two. Refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford. I've got some pretty awesome podcasters here with me. Before I introduce them to you, uh, let me tell you about our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Make sure you go there, check it out. Lots of cool articles, lots of cool other podcasts that we have on there, too. Uh, In fact, I just wrote an article. Uh, I did a baseball movie binge recently. Um, and I did an article about the Kevin Costner baseball movies. So you can check those out um, right there under articles on Great Geek Refuge. Joining me on the podcast this evening, we've got the co-founder of GGR all the way back in 2014. His name is Steve Monick. Co-founder just sounds like such a, like a regal title. I, I, I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that mentality the rest of the podcast. Like I'm um, co-founder Steven Monick. It comes with a scepter, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Uh, we've also got, we've also got Mr. Cool himself, MC Brooks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like a some, like a mashup between Frozone and, and Mr. Freeze. Like, yeah. That sounds like an idea. There it is. There it is. So. There's sports. We talk sports on this podcast from time to time, occasionally. Um, Let's talk a little bit about sports because, man, shit is weird. Like, the NHL has started back up. The NBA has started back up. The MLB has started back up. But there is not a fan in any of these venues. And I kind of want to go around the room here. Like, are you guys actually – are you watching this? And does it feel the same or does it feel different? Like – We'll start start with with Steve. Have you been catching anything, man? I know you're a big basketball fan. Have you been watching anything? That's the thing, man. Is that I haven't, and I thought for sure that I was going to. I thought it was going to be like chomping at the bit to get some sports up in my life. And the most sports I've watched is a little bit of golf with my father-in-law on the weekends when we're over there visiting. That's it. I mean, it's literally just. You know, watching other stuff like with with Mandy, um, (laughs) kind of back to the last podcast, we were talking about like what's inspiring and what's helping me. Um, We've been watching like American Ninja Warrior and different things that are more like 
fitness and and positive minded stuff. And I've just been so hooked on this mentality that like other stuff that's happening, I'm just like, yeah, 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 that's great, that's great. But like, I got tunnel vision on this thing. Um, and the fact that during quarantine, I've signed up for 407 different streaming services. The the, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. So I'm like, Peacock, I don't even know what that is. I'm going to sign up for that um, and, and just Hell finding yeah. different stuff on there. Yeah. Um, and, and so we kind of had tunnel vision. And I'm like, it, it literally took me about a week, like maybe three or four days to be like, oh, the NBA's back. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, I've caught a little bit of baseball over at my in-laws house and like I said, a little bit of golf, but, but that's it. And the only thing I'm really been keeping tabs on is like what they're going to do with the NFL and all that I've gotten lately, like with my fantasy football apps is like about every 16 seconds. So-and-so has opted out of the 2020 season for COVID so-and-so and and just every single team is like half the league isn't even going to play there. We're going to finally see a real life version of the replacements. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's real quick. And then I'll, and then I want to hear your, your take on it, MC. Um, I'm such a big baseball fan in general, but not like I sit and analyze every single thing and I'm, and I'm keeping stats myself and like, I'm watching every minute of the game. There's just something really comforting about having baseball on in the background for me. And this, the day we record the podcast happens to be my day off from work, but normally I work a late shift. I work until 9 PM. So a lot of time there's baseball on and it's just nice to have on in the background while I'm doing my job. And I've, I've enjoyed having it back, but it, it it just feels like it's really just an extended um, spring training. It doesn't feel like these games matter because like, and I'm not saying that they don't because these guys are still getting paid for it and they're still professionals, but like, it's just not the same. Like you need the whole experience. I feel like, and this is just like an extended exhibition series for baseball and same thing for hockey. Like it's great that they're back and I'm, I'm sure that they're excited to be back and playing, but like whoever wins these championships, yes, they'll still be a champion way more so than the 2017 Houston fucking Astros who are cheaters. Um, but like, <laughs> If, if you win the championship, you win the championship. Cool. But it's it's just not it's not going to have that same feel. And for, for a lot of reasons, because, like, how are you really going to be able to celebrate and be like, yes, we're the champions of the world. A thousand people in this country die every day from a virus that kept our season um, out of commission for three months. Like, it just seems kind of like. Muted in a way, if that makes sense. Mike, you, you, you're 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 saying a lot of words here, but I think we all know you just want to keep whoever the current national champion in the MLB is <laughs> for another year. So who could that be? I forget who won the year before. Does anybody remember who won? Well, whoever it is, we'll just leave them <laughs> if we don't play a season. Right. I'm on to you, Lunsford. I don't know who did win it. You know what? Let's ask Joe Buck. Three, two. Here it is. The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Oh, thanks, Joe Buck. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. It was the Nationals. Hey, look at that. Oh, I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, it's. I love sports, but like I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Steve. Man, it's just, it does not have. 
Like, if there was a Caps game on, I made sure I watched it when, if I was home. There was a Caps game on at four today. They played the Flyers. I did not give a shit one way or the other. I was like, whatever, cool. Maybe they'll win. Maybe they won't. I don't give a damn. Like, it it just does not mean as much as it used to. MC, are you kind of feeling the same way with this? or? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, like, it feels kind of gross to be watching sports right now because yes. you because the you can tell that I mean these leagues obviously have a have a lot of money on the line but it it, it just feels like they're prioritizing that money over the health and safety of players and the the families of those players. I mean, I, I give a lot of credit to the NBA and the WNBA and the NHL at least in this regard and that the bubble concept seems to be working so far. And yeah. so I feel a little less gross watching, watching those because I know that they're at least taking precautions to, uh, to, to, to make sure that they're not spreading. They're not contributing to the spread uh, of the virus. And in the event that it does happen, it would at least be contained within that bubble, irrespective of the locations of where these bubble, where the bubble, where the uh, the games are being played, um, but like with with baseball, I mean, like I've 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 I watched, I think I've watched one or two Nats games uh, since since baseball has been back, and it, I mean, the the whole stuff with the Marlins just it it, it just it kind of completely ruins whatever oh, yeah. hope you can have of 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 a baseball season because. I mean, the the Marlins have t- they they've missed like what a handful of games. They just announced today that uh, the Nats the, uh, the Nats and the Marlins are going to redo their series by playing like three doubleheader games later uh, sometime later this month uh, to 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 kind of make up for it. And it's like half the team tested positive, and we don't even know the long term effects of of what can happen. Like I'm I'm not sure how baseball can in good conscience try to uh, keep 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 doing this without any kind of bubble system or, or anything. And like with football, football is even and, and uh, some, uh, someone on ESPN made this point earlier. Baseball is experiencing this and they're not even really a contact sport. So just yeah. imagine what's, what it's going to be like uh, in, a, in a little over a month from now, uh, unless something changes uh, a little over a month from now when you're going to have. 53 guys on a field who have to touch and grab and breathe all over each other multiple times over the course of three hours. And you're not even keeping them within a bubble uh, to, to make sure to, 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 to contain it. If anything happens, meaning these men are, these men and these staffs are still going to be getting on planes. They're still going to be going home to their families and, like it just it just like football is my favorite sport and like I I I am paying no type of attention to much of anything in terms of news because I on like I I just I don't see how they have a season and I if agree. they yeah. if they even manage to have a week's worth of games I'm not sure how they get how they get to week two or week three I mean they 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 did get some positive news today which is like 56 of the 2,000 some odd players uh, in the league right now tested positive, which represents about 2% of, of all players. So as far as the numbers are concerned, that's, I mean, that's, that's cool. 
But you know what? The NBA did a sim- had a similar thing, and now they are down to no positive tests in in the last couple weeks. Yeah, and they did the that NHL. with the bubble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the NHL, has been the NHL too. Yeah, has been zero cases too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're doing that with bubble with a bubble. Meanwhile, in baseball, with no bubble, you had up to you had nine, like nineteen Marlins players. You had two two uh, staff members on the Phillies. You had uh, uh, a, a couple Cardinals players um, who who have come down with it also. So it's like I, I just like I've, I've I've adjusted because I do like basketball, and even though it's been sad times for watching in basketball this week, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, like I, I've enjoyed watching the the Mystics uh, kind of defend uh, come out on the on a uh, Start out three and zero again, you know, against some heavy hitters in the WNBA. Uh, the the Wizards, while losing, are still pretty fun, even though they're they're missing uh, their best players. Yeah. So um, COVID has in no way impacted their team. Yeah, no, saying. not not at all. No, yeah, no. There's, I mean, there's really no, there's fun, no real fun to watch, but like, yeah. they, I mean. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, they're they're still bad, especially on defense. I'm looking defense. at their I'm looking at their scores too, and like I, I'm. Like I know, I know they lost. Like I just, I, I know they did. But I'm like looking at the score and like I'm looking at their side and it's like 107. I was like, ooh, all right, yeah. cool. Maybe they won yeah. this. And then I see the other team is like 125. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> the Wizards, you you can define the Wizards by the number five because they are a top five offense and a bottom five defense, and it shows because that's how they get a hundred some odd points, but then they're surrendering 129. Jeez. So Just I mean, a little a little defense and they're winning, you know. Yeah, they, a basically. little bit of defense and they're winning. And they're doing that without, with, again, without their best players. But you know, like, uh, just yeah. to just to end my part, like, I I, I haven't been as into sports as as before because it it just feels weird with it being back, and I'm I'm slowly adjusting to 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 basketball because like I I did watch the the Lakers Clippers game the other day. Um, I did tune in to um, uh, some uh, the the Suns Clippers the other day. I tuned into a uh, couple Wizards games. So like because they're having negative tests, I feel a little less gross about about watching about watching those. Same with the WNBA, but you know like it just it just feels weird that they're back because they're they're really for me anyway. Uh, and maybe it's because I don't have millions of dollars on the line. I it. I just don't see a, a reason that they should really be out there risking their own lives and their own health short and long term for, you know, a championship. They'll probably have an asterisk next to it if they win. Yeah. And hey, that's and, a great point. <laughs> yeah. And and and, you know, potential health complications because we don't really know what the long term effects will be, even if they have it and are asymptomatic and seemingly don't don't have anything like, for example, Football player, like if you're you're in good health now and like you feel fine, but like what if you're a lineman who has it, you lo- and then once you retire, you suddenly lose a hundred some odd pounds, and you're not you're not in the same shape as you were before. Like, are, is your health going to be affected by shorter, that? They already have a shorter lifespan because of exactly. football, because of um, CTE, because of things like that. Like, you now you're factoring in something that they've already shown. And many people who have tested positive for it and have had it, that it's causing irreparable damage to their internal organs, to, to the heart, to the lungs, to the liver, to the kidneys. Like, 
And you want these guys who just tested for the Marlins to just show back up and play? Like, that that's what freaks me out about this. Right. And, and I think about that in terms of football. Football is an adrenaline sport. Yeah. Like, it more than probably any other league that's playing right now. It's it's an it's an adrenaline sport. It's high energy, high octane for three hours a day. Yeah. I mean they've they've compared they've compared NFL tackles to being in a car crash every time you're getting yeah. tackled by you know a, a a defensive a defensive player, mm-hmm. and and their lungs are already being impacted. That's why they have those breathing machines on the sideline for just regular games let alone when there's a virus going around that we know is going to potentially impact your lungs, whether you have any other symptoms or not. I mean, and think about this too, like so far the the consensus has been that this is spread through droplets, right? Like through breathing, through sneezing, like all, all of those things, right? Of all the sports that like all three of us played, played football at some point in our life, right? Yeah. Uh, no, just, recreationally with friends never oh, you, never you organized never, you were never like and, on the high school team or anything like that or no nah, i mean i was there like on the team in middle school for like one season but really i, I didn't really play okay but that's still fair enough because that that can tell you one the equipment is typically not very sanitary um two it's absorbent three when you're tackling somebody shit flies everywhere sweat spit Mm-hmm. mucus like like they they joke like oh you hit that guy so hard um it made snot bubbles shoot out of his nose like i've heard coaches say shit like that because that's how hard you hit people and mm-hmm. you're trying to tell me that this sport is going to be okay like you're out of your goddamn mind on, like i was going to say on top of that leadership in the NFL has done a really poor job of making anybody feel settled about potentially even playing to begin with. I mean, you, you can look at like the NBA getting, getting ahead, getting ahead of the curb with a seemingly like 9,000 page document, which the only reason that it's that long is because they have every, they had to, uh, they had to lay out rules and like what to do in every potential scenario for being in, in a bubble uh, being in a bubble situation in trying to, uh, you know, restart their season. The NFL seemingly doesn't really have anything of the I just, sort. They I kinda, just feel they, like theirs was like a one-page thing and said, fuck it, let's play some football. <laughs> I mean, I mean, basically, they basically, like, there are no universal rules. They, they basically left it up to teams to determine their own protocols for what to do in the event of, you know, like a player testing positive or uh, a player having uh, symptoms and, you know, what kind of protocols you're going to have in your facilities and in your stadiums for yourself and opposing teams uh, on game days and, and, and whatnot. And, and and the thing is, they the, the NFL even just recently had to come up with these rules and they only did it like a day or two before training camp. How is anyone supposed to feel good about showing up for training camp? The NFL knowing that this is coming and waiting until the last hour to decide, well, you know what, I, man, I, I guess we should put together some, uh, some rules or something, I guess. Right. Yeah. I guess we'll, I guess we'll do that now. I just it's I like, feel like it, it fits with the mindset of football. Like 
anybody who's like, you know what, man, I really don't feel safe doing this. Somebody's looking at them and be like, pussy. Like that's the end. That's the NFL's mindset. That's how they, that's how they run, man. That's how they've always been. Like it's, it's, it's the reason why they're suffering now. Like people don't want to admit it, but like the NFL is not doing as well as it has been. Like ratings are down across the board for like all of last year, the year before, two years, three years. I mean, like their their ratings are down because they're not evolving with the fan base. Like the fan base is getting younger and uh, like the older fan base is dying off. Unfortunately, that's how life works. But they're not doing anything to change the game or the way that it's marketed or anything like that to appeal to a younger audience. And that it just shows these these out of touch owners who don't give a shit about their players. They never have like are now being put to task to come up with this plan and there is no plan. And it's like, I wish I could say that I was shocked, but I'm not because baseball, we already saw the way baseball handled this baseball almost didn't have a season because the owners were, were treating the players like crap. And like Manfred is shown to be every bit as incompetent as, as an owner could be like, I, I, cause I really feel like, We'd we like the there would be much more sports media coverage on Goodell if Manfred wasn't di- like didn't completely botch everything surrounding uh, baseball. Yup. Yeah, he's he's just a mess, man. And like, it just it it frustrates me. It's like it's like how can I be like, hey, let let me watch this this sport that I I loved growing up um, as a kid, but these players might die because the owners don't give a shit about them one way or the other like that. And, and like, and even, you, even with football, because players have, have been so severely injured. I, I can, I can't name any other sport. Well, hockey. Well, yeah. Okay. But like football their throat slashed open. Yeah. Right? Exactly. yeah. Like almost dying on the field. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. On the ice. Yeah. 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 Like in, in the NFL alone, like I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but there were two guys, one played for the lions um, Mike Utley and another guy played for the Jets, Dennis Bird. And they both were paralyzed from the waist down from injuries they sustained on a football field. And like now we're just supposed to be like, oh, NFL, NFL will be cool. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Like, are you ready for some football? Like they're banking on this like old, like everybody loves the NFL and it can do no wrong mentality. And it, it ain't like that anymore. Well, not only that, but um. I haven't really watched any of the sports, but I did read um, that the actual ratings for both the MLB and the NBA, uh, for whatever reason, uh, there's a lot of theories out there. Some are saying it's because of the political stances they're taking. Some are saying it's because people have so gotten so accustomed to not watching sports. Some people are saying they didn't even really kind of like me, didn't even realize they were starting back up. So we'll kind of see if, mm-hmm. if it's a trend or if it was just a, a blip when they started out. But the ratings were not near what either of those leagues expected them to be with such a uh, low, low amount of sports available to everyone. You would think, like, here is basketball. You know, all your favorites are back. And everyone's like, okay. You know, and, and I, I don't know why. Um, but you'd think like to all the points that you guys were talking about the NFL, if there is some kind of bigger picture that people are kind of over their sport fandom as much, or are balking at some of the stances that the leagues are taking or whatever reason it actually is, that's just another level of, 
okay, you're going to do all of these things. You're going to take all these steps. You're going to do all this stuff despite the, the potential risks that are out there from a health standpoint for diminished returns. I don't know if that's worth it. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're going to say, uh, you know, uh, it, it, we're going to leave it up to the players. We're going to leave it up to the teams. We're not going to step in and be a bully and tell you what to do. Even from a business standpoint, if you're going to be a cold, objective business person, you know, what are you risking versus, you know, what's the cost benefit analysis on this thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's worth it. I'm uh, agreed. You know, like, I don't think it is. And it's just it, another it's, perspective on top of what you guys mentioned. You know what I mean? Just an, another layer of why? <laughs> well, here's the yeah. other thing, too. Here's a really, really like here's something to kind of like some food for thought with this. Right. You talked about diminished returns. OK. As a pro sports owner, what is your biggest asset? Uh, the, the historical Native American name you've had for so long. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't <laughs> it. It was something different. Hold on. It's your I'll players. Be- yeah, it's 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 the players that and the brand that that melding yeah. of amazing people doing something wearing yeah. your team's colors and jerseys, a yeah, better than I, other. Teams. I was gonna say I think it's the brand more than the players itself because they've, especially in the, in the NFL, they've shown they care much more about the brand than who's wearing it, because that's the reason that contracts are 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 put the way that they are. Because the second the second that you are no longer useful, it doesn't matter what work you've done with them. If you're not useful, they'll get rid of you. Peace out. Yeah. I just like I, I'm I was thinking more like along the lines of like not even football, but yeah, that, that's a really good point with football. But like, what puts butts in seats uh, for, for games? The players. Yeah, players. If I'm an owner. Like, and here's the other thing, too, okay? Like, for anybody, I, I don't think anybody's actually doing this, but, like, let's just say somebody's like, oh, these poor owners, they're losing money because there's no sports. I don't think that there's a single owner of a professional sports team, well, except for hockey. Hockey's weird. But we'll use baseball and we'll use football as an example. I don't think a single one of those guys is not, like, a multimillionaire. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. In fact, many of them are billionaires, so, like, I, it, it's hard for me to feel bad for billionaires who are struggling. Like, yeah. on the flip side, and, and, like, I'm not going to get real political about this, but just, like, on the flip side, how many times have you seen somebody say, oh, well, I shouldn't have to help you out. You should have been saving your money. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't you have a savings account? Like, that sort of mentality. I feel like the same thing should be said to these owners, like, oh, you know, poor you, you know, didn't you set some money aside? Can't you pay your players? Like, it's it's just such a crappy mentality when so often it's like, oh, well, let's bail out these big billion dollar companies um, who are struggling right now when it there's a lot of people, just like individual people who are struggling just as bad, if not worse. And it's like, it's hard to feel bad for the billionaires who who are sitting in their mansions, not being able to go to their football games. Like, yeah, sorry, sorry, dude, I don't feel bad for you. No, it's not the owners so much and yeah. not even in the, the players or the coaches per se, but it's everyone else inside of the franchise. I think that's where the real decisions made because, um, you know, I, I was just uh, over at my in-laws and, and watching the news and it was like another 
1.2 million people, you know, uh, applied for uh, you know, unemployment benefits. You know what I yep. mean? And so you think about all the, you know, concession workers, the people from outside companies delivering things like uniforms and food to the stadiums, um, broadcasters, uh, people who may not have anything else to talk about other than the local sports teams, uh, trainers, you know, uh, guys lower on the rungs in the coaching staff who are kind of like year to year. And if this year doesn't happen, do they get picked up by a team the next year, that kind of stuff. And like, I think that's where the difficulty lies of mm -hmm. going like, yes, there's going to be this handful of 53 and probably less than 53 people. I think they're talking about trimming the, the roster down, you know, can we put together enough of a team and are they willing to take on the risk to have the whole dog and pony show going that does give everyone else, you know, some of the, or, not, or at least a good chunk of those people a job. Yeah, we all know the owners are going to be fine. They could never host the, the NFL could fold today. You know what I mean? And outside of the value of the team, the rest of their wealth would keep them satisfied for multiple lifetimes to come. I think it's the infrastructure that has so many other people that are tied to it. Um, you know, yeah. those people might might have. You know, so there's definitely a hard line to, to draw there. Um, and so like you got the NBA bubble and they're doing the right thing from, from the standpoint of they're playing the games and they are keeping everyone in the bubble, so to speak. But when you don't have fans and everything else, like you're playing the games and you don't have those other people necessarily working as much, you know, there's probably only a fraction of those people. Uh, so it's, it's probably not as easy to make those decisions, but at the end of the day, you know, it sucks that you'd have to like apply for benefits or anything like that. But if you get sick and die, it doesn't really matter if you had a job or not. Right. You know, what, what matters at the end of the day is that you have your health because you can't buy that back. True. Yeah. So it's, a, it's just, it's just an interesting conversation. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't even think about it in that aspect about like, you know, Hey, you also have your, your beer guys, you know, like, and that's, yeah. you know, Beer here, like those guys aren't, you know, even though the MLB is playing, they're playing in empty stadiums. Like those guys aren't walking around, lugging those things around, making their paychecks either. Um, and I don't know. I haven't done the research. I don't know if like the organizations are still paying their employees in that sense or if it's they, they like so many other places. Yeah, I know they, they were for a while. I, I don't think they are at this point. Yeah, I don't think they are either, which is, is a bummer. But like at the same I know, time. I know, I know for some for some teams. I know that there were players like I know there were players who were opting to like uh, put together a fund to, to help out workers. But I'm, I'm not sure um, if that if that was if that was if that's still going on or, or not, because I remember uh, players doing that kind of forced a few organizations to to do something like that. Um, I, I remember that in baseball with a couple couple baseball teams. But I'm not sure if they, if uh, you know if that's still going on or not. Yeah, I have no idea as well. Like, I do remember that though. I remember those those conversations. Um, I would say Scherzer from the from the Nats was doing something like that. He was giving money to the uh, the employees. It's just it's a mess, and like that's that really, that's that's really the only way to put it, right? <laughs> that's the worst part about all of this too. Is like from the from the standpoint of should you stay home? Yes. Absolutely. But at the same time, you not everybody has a job that allows them to do that. 
And if you have to choose between not getting sick or being able to work so that you can get paid so that you can pay for your life, you know, your place to live, the, the food on your table, that's a that's a really fucking horrible decision that you have to make. Let me go to work because if I don't, you know, we're going to starve, but I could possibly die. And so could all of my family. But it's like, well, I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. That's honestly, if you wanted to know what sucks the most about this, that's what makes me so angry when people are like, I just want to see my friends. I want to go out to brunch. OK, cool. I want to be able to go to work and not die. Like, that's the worst part about this. And so many people are not thinking of that aspect. And like, not even so much not thinking about it, like. It's it really we've seen a lot of ugliness come from what's going on, mm-hmm. and that's one of them is is just seeing how truly selfish people are. Like, and, I think, and yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it. and 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 it's being put on display for the rest of the world as other countries are now able to go out and do the very things that we wish we were doing now. You know, God, like so there, there, there's so many, so many, there are a couple places like I, I, I wanted to start going, I wanted to, to go to brunch this summer too. Well, you know, people in other parts of the world are able to start going to brunch again. Uh, they're, they're able to, to, uh, maybe not have like huge parties, but they're able to go out to bars and restaurants again. They're able, they're able to, to go to, uh, events and whatnot. There are places in, in certain parts of the world where, uh, well, you know, we're arguing about whether or not we're going to pay $30 to see Mulan. They don't have to worry <laughs> about that because their movie theaters are going to be open when that movie comes out. So they'll be they able to go, actually purchase a ticket, a regular price ticket to just go see it. They can go see it in the theaters, you know, yep. like a human being. It's I understand that there are some people who feel that this is a, 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 it's my right to do this sort of thing. But like and this, I was thinking about this the other day, too, like. Where where does that line get drawn in your head of it's my right to do whatever I want versus it's the greater good, you know, like that. That's what this seems like. Like, oh, I, I you know, I'm free to do whatever I want because I'm an American. You know, I can, it's a free country. I can do what I want. So I'm going to go to McDonald's with no mask and walk inside and touch everybody and sit and yell and scream at people. Right. There was a freaking video of a dude slapping the shit out of a Burger King employee because his fries were cold. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, I mean, COVID or not, you're going to have those kind of idiots. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Fortunately, nothing. That new. Is, yeah, that's very, true. Very true. It, what, what's frustrating about this, though, is like I understand that, like, yes, OK, theoretically, you feel that your rights are being infringed upon. But like. It's more important for you to be stubborn and say, I'm not going to wear a mask because I don't feel like doing it when we've already seen how many news stories have there been where it's like so and so said that this was all a hoax and um, refused to wear a mask and then caught COVID and died two weeks later. And on his deathbed posted on social media, I was wrong. This virus is real. Like how many times do we have to see that before people actually learn or is it just never going to happen? I mean, we we have I mean we have another example of that with a certain politician who died okay. recently, whose whose Twitter account as recently as a few hours prior to the announcement was saying that this was a hoax. This is not it's not that serious. You don't have to worry about masks. Well, how about I just, that? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
And it's, it, it, it yeah. really just comes down to, yeah, you can, there are a lot of things that you can do. There, there are many things we all can do. <laughs> You, but you should can take we take a shit in the streets, but right. But should you <laughs> is the question. Should you do these things? Should what an example know? for you to bring up, by the way, Lunsford. Like <laughs> that's too specific to have just come off the top of your head. That's all that's that's the theory I'm putting out there. We've we've that, been using we've been using that for a few months now, Steve. That was yeah. that was on one of the uh, later episodes after you had uh, you had gone to tuck the kids in. Um, we, <laughs> right, but I'm just saying that it comes too quickly to your mind where you're saying, I can, but should I? Also, back to our social media thing, <laughs> I am on the Reddit um, seriously specific yeah. uh, or curiously specific, whatever it's called. But basically, it's things like that where people post insanely specific stories and people are like, uh, so that obviously happened, right? <laughs> I can I can say with 100 percent certainty that I personally have never taken a dump in the streets. However, there there was um, here. I'll give you one. Uh, we're running a. Like every morning, typically in the army, um, well, it alternates. Like one day is muscle day, and the other one's uh, cardio. Uh, typically, you ran about six or seven miles a day. Um, and on one of these runs, because I'm 20 years old, and 20 year olds don't think that they need to properly rest or, you know, be hydrated or anything like that. Um, I've been drinking the night before um, with some of my friends, and we were on one of these runs, and all of a sudden I had to take a dump. So I had to run into the woods and take a dump um, while we were doing this run. And my drill sergeant was like, where's Lunsford? And they're all screaming for, for me like they don't know where I am. And I had to run out of the woods and admit that it was because I had to poop. So that was fun. <laughs> Lunsford, where were you? Um, do I have to tell you, drill sergeant? Yes, you need to tell me, soldier. Where were you? I was pooping in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear that old idiom about a bear? Well, here we are. <laughs> Not a bear, but does a Lunsford crap in the woods? Yes. <laughs> what about a pope in his hat? I can't remember. <laughs> I did something about popes. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> there's something seriously wrong with us. <laughs> there really is. There truly, truly is. Uh, let's let's end on an up note here. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about some of the things that I've run across and, and you guys can give me some too that I want to add to the, uh, the, the juice bag test. Um, we talked about retail a lot recently, right? And um, <laughs> one of the things that used to drive me nuts when I was working at Blockbuster, because it happened there a lot. Um, you go in, you're opening your store, you know, you're counting your registers, making sure you're ready for the day and you open it, let's say 10 a.m., right? It's 9.53 and there's somebody banging on the door. No, I open a tent and like they would bang on the door and like you cannot make eye contact with them. You can't. You cannot do it because if you do, they will not stop. You just have to ignore them. But like the concept that somehow their time is more important than yours. Mm. And it works in reverse, too. Like when you would close and it was like, oh, let's say you closed at 1 a.m. Bring that example up. Yep. Yeah. You closed at 1 a.m. and they'd start banging on the door. Oh, I'm only five minutes late. OK, cool. But, you know, we'd like to go home, too. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Oh God, that that, that is a perfect sign <laughs> of somebody who's an, who's a douchebag. Yeah. And the most the, the annoying thing would be for me because I dealt with that when I when I worked at Kmart. I worked in the layaway department. We closed at eight. So even though uh, the, the the store itself didn't close, at, I think until like ten or eleven. Uh, I think ten. I I was done at eight. 
So it'd be really annoying when someone would would prop up, would show up at like eight oh five, eight ten, and I'm counting my drawer, and you know they would they would yell at me because I'm because I won't you know take their thing, and so then they do the next best thing or the worst thing, which is they would go find a manager or supervisor to complain. And then ultimately, that that just led to me having to reopen my register. Oh man! Like yeah, like because because for the for the most part, most of my most of my supervisors like wouldn't like they'd be like it's closed. I can't do anything about that. But you know, there were a handful who were like, well, you know, the lady's here. Just go ahead and do it. Just uh, it it, is. There is nothing worse than the look on the face of a customer who goes above your head and then the manager makes you do it anyways right. because they have the, the smuggest, douchiest look on their faces. They're just like, mm, I got my way. And you just want to be like, go fuck yourself. Like, oh, that was the oh, I used to fucking hate that. Yeah. When I was working in the bank, I, I have this one customer in my mind and he's like just did not care about anyone else. Um, believe it or not, like fifties aren't a big deal. Like usually we don't have a lot of fifties in the branch. Cause if you're going to get big cash, it's usually in hundreds and most people are getting significantly less out. So fifties don't really come up a lot. And for some reason, this dude just wanted fifties and he would literally like drain our resources uh, of it. And I remember there's one time it was around Christmas and that's the one time people are always like asking for fifties. Cause that's a relatively common denomination, like twenties, fifties, hundreds, various people would give out and the area that i worked in was a little more affluent area so people would get a bunch of 50s out to give their grandkids or whatever um and we had maybe you know i'm literally like a dozen 50 dollars bills in the bank and this dude's like i need like 20 50s like usual and i was like so, you know I can, I can give you some but i mean like there's a lot of people asking for the these you know this time of year and you know that that would literally be more than what we have in the bank he's like i don't care give them all to me and I was like, cool. So you're a good guy just taking everybody else's stuff around Christmas time. Real winner there, pal. Um, yeah. And just those kind of people that are just demanding, do not give a crap about anyone else. Don't care about other customers. Don't care about just society in general. Uh, those kind of people always like I still remember him. This was years ago. So Isn't that uh, crazy how those people stick with you like that, mm -hmm. which is terrible because I should be remembering the awesome customers that I had great conversations with and we were able to work things out and I was able, you know, Whatever business you're in at the time, they're looking for something, and man, you were the right store, the right business for them. Um, but you don't remember those people. You remember the the jagoffs. Dude, I had a lady at my GameStop who, um, she was looking for a Nintendo Wii when they were hard to find, and I got one, and I specifically set it aside for her because she was just like the nicest lady on the face of the planet. Like I, she she literally followed me two stores like i started at one went to another one she stopped going to that one store to come work with me and at christmas time um we were like super busy and she came in and she waved she was always really really nice and waved to me and i found the wee for her, for her grandson got all the games all the all the shit that he wanted right and she looked at me and she goes she had like one of those voices where she couldn't yell like her voice was just really really soft and she's saying something to me, but I can't hear her because the store is full of people. And she puts something down in a box on – it's like a Tupperware box, right, on the counter. And she looks at me, and she goes, this is for you. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. And she's like, it's okay, sweetheart. And she walks away, right? She had made like three dozen sugar cookies for us 
like for like y- you can't top that like that's that lady awesome went, that lady went out of her way to make cookies and yeah like it was that's what i miss about retail that's the yeah. only thing I miss. that that and my people my employees like th- those are the only things i miss about retail everything else fucking sucked Same. you know what and that's a great point too because maybe i don't remember all the specifics but i always remember getting the feeling anytime i would have a real crumb bum like a real terrible customer it always hey, seemed with like that language oh there, yeah I, excuse okay? me i'm yeah. so sorry guys I can beep, you can beep that out um the it always did seem like the very next person was awesome you know like they were a great customer or sometimes they'd kind of give you the like can you believe that guy kind of look you know what i mean like it always seemed like the next person turned it right back around yeah that's, yeah. that's true you got, you got cup you got cupcakes that's that's awesome i got uh, condoms co- from a customer once <laughs> condoms from a- <laughs> it was the it, it was the most random thing because it was th- this you know, like most of the people who who came to Kmart's layaway were generally, uh, you know, in their fifties and sixties, gen- bit elderly, right? So, you know, obviously I was fresh-faced, twenty-something year old. You know, all the old ladies generally like the they flirt with the young guy because that was just the thing. Yeah. But it was weird because this lady came. This lady came. She was picking up her layaway, whatever. So, you know, I was getting the boxes and all of that. And I come back, you know, I'm, I'm putting all, I'm, uh, you know, checking all the stuff up so it can, it can go in the bags and whatnot. And then just, uh, like at the end of the transaction, she's just like, after, like, after I give her, her stuff back, after I give her, her stuff, she just like digs into her purse and just like places these two lifestyles on the counter. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really puzzled. And I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of look and I'm like, what do you what? what like what is this and uh she's like yeah yeah just yeah, i have extras you can you can have them and then she points to her husband and is like because he ain't gonna use them and then walks off damn <laughs> yeah in this whole time i'm hoping she made some sort of layaway pun and that you could just easily roll your <laughs> eyes at <laughs> i would have much preferred that to the actual con <laughs> kind of installments are we working with here huh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you guys have any that we can add to the list here of uh, of things that like when you see somebody do it you're like this person is a juice bag well i have something that can apply to either one person or a group of people but it's when people crowd the sidewalk i i hate that shit especially especially if it's if you if it's a sidewalk that you know is crowded like yeah. It, nothing angers me more than like if I'm just walking and you know there's a group of people, and then in the middle of it they're just like you know what we're just gonna park here, just cause we're gonna get in your way, we're gonna get in the way of all the other people who are trying to get through this this uh, who are trying to get through this neighborhood to wherever they're going, and we're just gonna park here because we want to be indecisive and not step the fuck out the way. Okay, yeah, I can hey. see that one. An addendum off of that one, because I do take a little, well, I do, as in I formerly took a little bit of public transportation downtown from where I park to get to the actual building where I work at. Um, It's a, you know, like a subway, like a train. Um, People walking with their phone or their e-reader when 
getting on or off of it. And it's like, you understand these doors like closed by themselves. Like you need to get out of my way so I can get to mm-hmm. this train that's about to take off. Like, please be cognizant of other people. So it's not even just so much clogging the not not only clogging the sidewalk but also kind of like being completely oblivious to the other people who are trying to catch a train trying to be somewhere on time um just basically as you can tell from my grocery version it's like people who are time suckers in one way or the other especially when i'm trying to accomplish something that's Mm -hmm. gonna get under my skin quick when it comes to public transit one thing that always bugs me and i i can't really call you a juice bag for this because it's this is the way I was raised, and it's the way I'm trying to teach Jax, too. If there's an elderly person that comes onto the train... You fight them. After, yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> um, after you, get up and offer them your, your seat. You know? Like, it, mm-hmm. that's that's just... It. Again, I feel like it's a nice thing to do. I feel like it's something you should do. Like, it's... Oh, I, just, I got a juice bag one for you. Same deal. I used to ride the bus. And there was a lady who came on with a little kid, a stroller, and she was pregnant. And it was early. It was the morning version. We were all driving into town. And I know the dude was pretending to be asleep so he didn't have to get up. I know for a fact he was pretending to be asleep. And I was like, dude, that is the worst. Uh, I I was all the way in the back. Um, So luckily someone before she had to get all the way to the back to me was actually polite. Uh, But I was like, dude, like. She stood there for a second and he had his like cap down or whatever. I'm like, you are not sleeping, you son of a bee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's that sucks. Oh, um, yeah, like that that's something that I've I've tried to teach Jax too. Like when because he thinks, dude, he thinks the metro in DC is the coolest fucking thing ever. Like he just he wants to go on it all the time. He's like, Dad, can we do this? Can we go here? I want to. I just want to ride on the metro. And I'm like, it's really not as cool as you think, but but that's. I'm glad that you like it. And like, I've I've been trying to teach him that. Like, you know, offer your seat to people. Like, if you have the seat first, especially if it starts getting crowded, because you're young and able-bodied, you can stand up and hold on to the thing. Um, yeah, it's. I'm I'm glad that I don't have to deal with public transit often. Like, let me just state that because especially now <laughs> in quarantine, I just get to stay home. Fucking great, love it. It's the best. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, um, and Metro Metro just uh, just to add on, Metro has taken very few precautions in terms of social distancing or enforcing social distancing because their solution is we'll just run less trains instead of operating with the logic of, well, if you run less trains, that mean the people who are going to get on the train are probably not going to be able to social distance, huh? Um, that seems like a bad idea. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and they've also been charging peak fares the entire time. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Jesus. Way to go, Metro. Way to go, DC Metro. You guys yeah. are the best. Yeah. Um, any, any, you guys got any other things? Like there's a couple that I, that I have that like, I, I can't even use because we're at the end of the episode and if I use them, it's going to open up a huge can of worms. So we'll have to save it for another one. Uh, I don't have anything. I don't think. No, I think I'm, I'm all tapped out. Yeah, I, I do. Um, it, Sandy makes fun of it, fun of me for this all the time. Whenever we go out to restaurants, uh, she knows exactly what she wants always. Like, before you even, like, walk in the door. She knows exactly what she wants. I need to look at the menu. But, like, when you're at a fast food restaurant, especially, like, one like McDonald's or Burger King, where, I mean, you pretty much know the menu. 
Like when people just stand there and they're like, uh, and just don't know what they're going to order. Like that's, I wouldn't say that's a juice bag. That's just like mildly annoying. But it's like, a juice bag moment. If they've been in, if they've been in line and had time to look at the menu and still don't know when they get to the front. Yeah. That would, yeah. That that's, would be, that's, yeah. that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, you, if they were like, if like, if they were like five people ahead of you in the per, and by the time you get up there, they still don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree with that one. All right, guys, let's go ahead and call it an evening here. Um, another wonderful series of episodes that we've had tonight. Uh, hopefully, all of you out there listening enjoyed this one as much as you've enjoyed all the other ones. Thank you, listeners, for, for sharing this with other people. Um, again, it, we're just a bunch of losers talking to each other about dumb shit uh, without you guys. So we appreciate everything that you guys bring to these podcasts that we do. Unfortunately, running a website is not free. So this is why I created the various projects that we have as far as like t-shirts and stickers and things like that to try to help pay for this website. We've got those things. We've also got the Patreon. Anything that you guys are are willing to throw away, buy a couple stickers, you know, Um, buy a t-shirt if you think that they're cool. Um, Throw a couple bucks our way towards Patreon. Either way, anything that you can contribute is appreciated. Kind of like PBS. We're not going to demand, you know, that you pay for these podcasts. I just, I've never, I know that there are subscription-based podcasts I, I don't agree with that i think that that's wrong um so just like pbs you know hey um throw us some money and we'll send you a tote bag or something like that um or stickers or you know a t-shirt you know the things that we're actually selling so <laughs> on that note check out the website it's greatgeekrefuge.com. podcasts are all over the place we're on spotify we're on stitcher we're on google podcasts we're on uh apple podcasts but for everybody here for mc brooks for steve monick For all the rest of the GGR staff, my name is Mike Lunsford, and guys, don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!